Hi. Welcome to another PSD cast from Power Systems Design. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Paul, and uh, today I've got Maurizio uh, S. Guerra. He's with uh, Magment, and uh, they have a very interesting new novel, they say revolutionary technology, um, that will improve power reductors. And as we know, uh, passives are really most of what's on the board. Isn't that right, uh, Maurizio? Welcome to the show. Hi, Alex. Uh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me to the show. Yes, I hope so that we are not exaggerating our, our announcement that, that we truly have something uh, really new to offer to, uh, to the electronics industry. Okay, well, you know, as, as you probably know, there's a lot of pressure on the passives market right now in the power industry, especially with the uh, demands on uh, power density, on thermal management, and now with wideband gap semiconductors, faster and faster switching speeds. So um, does your technology address any or all of those issues? Yes, I would say definitely we're talking about a technology that has a very basic and broad application range. Uh, obviously, uh, the higher the power, uh, the more you would see the benefits. And I, I, I'm glad to answer your question to try uh, to help the listeners to, to get a better flavor of what we're talking about. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much, Mauricio. Now, um, then you say at higher power levels, so this is basically better for uh, power inductive components for like heavy use applications, motor drives, welding, industrial applications, grid level applications. Is that correct? Correct, correct. Uh, all the way to inverters, uh, even to another, you know, big application here would be wireless power transmission, you know, big power. So things of that sort is what we are addressing with it. Okay. So by wire, so then by you mean by uh, high power, you're not necessarily meaning large package sizes. You're just meaning uh, high power densities. Correct. Absolutely. So how small would you say a device using your technology at the inductor, at the component level, what would be like say the roughly the smallest useful component size? Okay, I'm going to say it metric. I'm sorry about this. I don't think in inches. That's perfectly all right. <laughs> all right. So we are talking about sizes starting at um, 50 millimeters upwards with no restrictions. That's actually, yeah. That's, that's so, actually a pretty small scale. Yeah, actually that's, uh, I mean, that's of course something that, that is coming up with, with what we are being requested to do. There is not a principal uh, limitation, uh, but more important is that um, there is no limit going up. So we can, we can address virtually any bigger size than that. Okay, so now then let's, let's uh, drill down a little bit. Um, what exactly is this new technology? Okay, uh, very simply said, we are talking about a soft magnetic concrete. That means uh, this is a um, composite material uh, where you put um, magnetic particles in a cement matrix. And that, uh, that allows you to make um, a, a new material uh, with outstanding both magnetic and obviously mechanical properties because we are basically talking about something that is uh, like any other concrete in terms of, of mechanical uh, robustness. 
Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's interesting that you're saying concrete, uh, cement-based technology. I've, I've uh, heard of work being done with this in the plastics space and in the ceramics space. How does the concrete, the cement material, differ in performance? Well, that's a, that's a very good question because I, I work myself a lot in that plastic space, you know, trying to get high field factors to get high magnetic vulnerabilities. But there was always one limitation while trying to do so. You always need some kind of a process where you need to apply high pressure to densify the material, and that has some limitations. Whereas now with the cement, we don't need to apply any pressure whatsoever so that uh, the, the process of um, the cement of, um, getting its final structure is enough to get a high densification. So this is the real main advantage of this technology. So how would you say the main difference is between this and, say, ceramic-based technology, or is it just semantic differences? Um, well, um, it's, it's a little bit different because, uh, on the one hand, we do have um, some other properties like, say, for example, thermal conductivity. So we have a very high thermal conductivity as compared to any ceramic uh, material or any ceramic material of, of this type. So that's one thing. And the other thing is obviously uh, the mechanical robustness. There is no brittleness. There is no um, issues with developing of cracks or things of that sort. So it's from, from that perspective, it's quite different, actually. Well, uh, Maurizio, you, you would literally be answering thousands upon tens of thousands of engineers' prayers if you really had a material uh, that was both incredibly robust and uh, high density and high flux capacity and all of the other things. And tossing in thermal management is just icing on the cake because, as you know, power management is thermal management and vice versa. The ability to extract heat, if you could actually make your inductive components part of your heat sink, that would be a phenomenal advantage in and of itself. Yes, absolutely. And that's what we, we intend to do. Actually, um, because we're talking about an inductive component, which is, let's say, um, one of the main applications we are looking for, um, then you need to, uh, to know that we are trying to use not only all these material properties, including the, the thermal conductivity, the integrability into a thermal uh, system, but also that we are just, uh, to put it in simple words, we have a magnetic core that you can shape any way you like. So you, you are, you know, um, uh, getting disruptive at this stage um, uh, where you, instead of, of having a given core with a, a certain geometry that you need to wind around, um, we reverse the operation and uh, wind first and then fill the volume of that inductive component with a magnetic um, concrete uh, to get, you know, the maximum um, space utilization for your magnetic path. So that's, that's really the, the, the main advantage on top of all other material issues. So I gather then you went to cement from plastics after going through God knows how many iterations of materials. I shudder to think what Edisonian uh, antics 
went on in your lab as you probably went through everything except uh, iguana pineal glands to find out what could uh, mix with uh, metal and uh, sinter well into a magnetic. Yeah, I, I, I can only confirm that it was kind of uh, um, that and we, we, we reached at some point and, and then came up this idea of, of just doing something completely different, more on an accidental way because uh, my partner uh, Ralph and I um, had some experience with cement, and, and that's why we all of a sudden say, how about trying this instead? That's how it kind of came about. But it, it definitely it was born on a certain frustration on what we couldn't uh, get further on the plastic space. Interesting, very, very interesting. And to, and to think about cement. And the uh, size restriction, if you could call it, that isn't really a restriction, um, you're, that still allows for an incredible uh, small package size for, say, for example, uh, an inductor-included uh, modular power package for, say, a robotics system or some other uh, small, intermediate-sized modular power app that requires a lot of energy, like uh, health and medical systems or, um, like I was saying, robotic systems. Obviously, the industrial side is a given. Yes, definitely. And, and you, you know, the, the thing here is also that we have um, to start with all freedoms of shaping, you know, to any size, uh, to any um, shape factor. And if customers don't give us any constraint, we normally design to the minimum material usage, so to minimize cost. But some other customers say, um, you know, they, they like this feature about, you know, getting the most uh, uh, cost-efficient component based on material usage. They say, but I want a certain, a certain uh, size, say the height, to be in a, in a certain, uh, uh, let's say, range. So we can, we can also address that. But that's also mm -hmm. possible. So basically, you could tailor every aspect of that component to suit it, the future needs. So the conformal aspect would go a long way to addressing size issues because then you could go with, say, for example, wearable technologies or uh, exotic robotic shapes or exotic industrial manipulator devices or other things that would, that would require a non-traditional shape in a, in a power supply. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and that, that's a good point because any exotic shape that you wouldn't be able to address with conventional ceramic technology, say, where this is uh, next to impossible, or any plastic space because of the limitation of the magnetic uh, performance, then we have now something that can, uh, can do any, any required shape. And, uh, for example, uh, since you are talking about robots, um, even, you know, guide fields uh, to bring uh, energy through the field to certain locations. So all this is now possible. Very nice. So actually then more precise uh, magnetic devices for focusing magnetic fields even. Yes, absolutely. And I have to say that uh, beyond our material capabilities, we have also worked hard on, on all the simulation tools that we require to predict the right shapes so that we can offer the customer a solution, not just the material. 
Well, that's always the beautiful part of it. If you can provide a, a true solution, you'll actually get somewhere. Because I'm fond of saying you could have a chip that's superconducting at room temperature, but if all you could tell the customer is what the voltage in and out is and some other characteristics, you don't have anything. But if you could tell the customer how that turns into a better device, then you've actually got something there. Exactly. I think that's that's what we're trying to do. And we're trying to listen carefully to the marketplace to see what is really required and if we are able to address this. And obviously, we, we have a program to expand the, the material features, but we, we need to follow the market. We need to follow the niche. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. So, Maurizio, I'm sorry. I'd love to keep chatting, but this is a podcast, and we do have uh, time restrictions. But one thing I love to do before uh, I let my guests go is give them the last word on my show. So it could be a little bit more about uh, the product or the technology or the company or just a tip for our audience. But the floor okay. is I will, I will do, and maybe that's, uh, that's something that could uh, give a nice end. Um, we actually have a green material because the basic – um, material we use as a ferret sealing material um, is something that we use by recycling. So that gives two sides. One is that we use, uh, uh, let's say, scrap that normally uh, would be would be uh, not used anymore. On the one hand, and on the other hand, we we have of course a very competitive price for this material, and still our co- uh, technology allows to have very defined material properties. This is a very key thing. It's not that uh, because using scrap we would be having uh, undefined properties. On the contrary, we, we have uh, worked hard on, on getting out of this, you know, a real, a real uh, high-end material with all, all the properties we discussed before. Excellent, Mauricio. Well, in, in, in essence, you're extracting your material from the trash. It's not that you're using trash. It's like uh, melting no, down no, not a forge <laughs> to get gold out. You know, to get gold out of them. The gold, there's nothing wrong with the gold. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, but this is important nowadays uh, because we need to, uh, you know, everybody needs to keep resources uh, to, to, let's say, to the best possible um, minimum level. So that's what we're trying to do here on top of all the other, all the other intentions we have. Very nice. Excellent, Mauricio. I'm really glad I had you on the show today. I'm really glad our audience has the opportunity to access this information. Where do they go online? All right. So thank you very much, and uh, I hope very much... Well, that... where, um, do you know the, uh, the website? Yes, that the people just go to magment.de. We are a German-based company, and... Um, just um, download any information, data sheets, application notes we offer there, and we are more than glad to receiving specific requests. We uh, would love to to hear from from your audience, from ideas. Um, so please, please um, don't hesitate to contacting us from uh, Markman.de. Excellent. Hey, Mauricio, thank you again, and I definitely want to bring you back on the show. Uh, as soon as you have some new news, I'm really, really interested in this technology, and I'm really interested in seeing where you're going to take it. Okay. Thank you very much, Alex. I would be more than pleased to, to come back again. Thank you. Okay. The, oh, and the pleasure is mine. I'm really, I really enjoyed the conversation. All right. So, hey, you have a great one, and um, I want to thank the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. 
tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Power Systems Design. Have a great day. Oh.